0: Welcome to the Stonebridge Community Church online worship service. Today you'll hear the word of God read, the message from this weekend's in-person service, and two songs to guide you in worship. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Yes. So as Lee said, my name is uh, Mickey Fenn. I pastor a worship community in uh, Camarillo in a park. So when I was outdoors um, yesterday, it was natural. (laughs) It felt great. Uh, I, I know what it means to hold your papers down when the wind blows. <laughs> so, uh, we've been worshiping in the park for the last almost two years. We started, of course, when uh, COVID first hit, and then we realized what a witness and a testimony we were being out in the park. So we decided to stay, and so we're there in all kinds of weather. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we we hang we hang tough. And uh, we have blankets that we pass out if people need them, and hand warmers, and haven't figured out quite how to do the air conditioning yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> so, but I call my car a Church in a Box because it has chairs, it has sound equipment, it has everything you would ever need. Uh, if you need a church setup, I'm your girl. <laughs> so we can do that. Uh, we pass out candy to the kids that are in the park with us, sometimes the parents if they're really good. And it's just an an amazing time, ambulances going by, and uh, planes overhead, and it's just, again, a way to worship with the Lord. So I'm really excited to be here with you. And I was was teasing earlier that what a great pastor you have who personally invests in growing the youth program by having another baby, (laughs) right? Exactly. (laughs) So it's my privilege to be here with you today. And we're going to continue our Lenten journey by looking at the Gospel of Matthew, Um, and we're going to start um, with the Beatitudes. So, how many of you have given up something for Lent? Awesome. Okay. All right. We got one. You know, it's not part of the Reformed Church. It's not a a prescribed thing that we need to do, but many of us do it. I saw a man interviewed the other day on TV, and they asked him um, what he was giving up for Lent. And he replied, Kit-Kat bars. Now I thought to myself, wow, that's pretty specific. You know, Kit-Kat bars, not chocolate, but Kit-Kat bars. The interviewer must have been thinking along my lines because they asked him, why Kit-Kat bars? And his reply was, because I don't like them very much and that way it's, I know I'm gonna be successful. (laughs) I went, humans, right? That kind of missed the point there. But we are going to be on point. So our scripture for today comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Hear the word of the Lord. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted, because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Word of God. Pray with me. Holy Lord, ancient god we thank you for this day we thank you for this time and this place and this space to which you've called us we thank you that we can come together as your people to worship you and praise you to love you and to be loved by you and to love each other and lord bless our time here today open our hearts and our minds open our ears to hear your word, and let my words be only your words. And we say this in your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen. So my question to us today is, how do we live as light in the darkness of troubled times? And I think we can all admit that we are in troubled times. This is the question for every Christian, and if it's not, it it should be. And we are all a royal priesthood. We should be asking ourselves, how do we shepherd? How do we help care for our neighbors in times of unrest, trial, and conflict? How do we help people process and grieve? How do we as disciples be light to others? The Sermon on the Mount is Jesus giving us a roadmap to life in this world and for the kingdom, the kingdom here and the kingdom to come. And his declarations of blessings in the beginning are truly just the guidance that we need today. Who is blessed? What are the characteristics of one who receives this ultimate well-being and distinctive spiritual joy of one who seeks the kingdom of God? Well, we see that those who are blessed to have these characteristics listed in the Beatitudes, these attitudes, these attributes, are examples of how to live as Jesus wants us to. And he will later go on in the next verse, 14, we are the light of the world. Well, not only does light banish darkness, it draws attention to itself as a beacon of hope that no one needs to live in the dark. And light does not have to be blinding to be effective. I say this all the time as I'm on the highway. The new LED lights on cars, right, blinding. Shouldn't both drivers in both directions be able to see? This is just a question that I have, right? Light does not have to be blinding. A simple match flame stands out In a dark room. It's as much as a searchlight illuminates a night sky. Living out the attributes of the Beatitudes gives us that kind of light. There's another way to look at Beatitude living, and it's Paul in Romans 12. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends. But leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. So, Paul here is reminding us that it is not for us to hate, to seek revenge, to repay evil for evil. As followers of Jesus, we are to live in peace, to seek harmony, be hospitable, be people of prayer. When we dwell in Christ, hate does not have a home. What about us attracts others to follow Christ? Is it our love or our anger? Is it our compassion or our hate? Is it our willingness to humbly serve others, or is it our arrogant demand that we be served? Well, let's look at the blessings Jesus speaks of in the Beatitudes as instructions. In other words, live like this. Blessed are the poor in spirit. This is saying embrace our need for God. Do not be spiritually proud or self-sufficient. And we know that our society treasures independence and self-sufficiency. But blessed are the poor in spirit is the opposite of that. Lean on God. Be needy. Realize that we have no strength on our own. Cry out for Jesus to be our strength. And realize that the kingdom of heaven is a gift freely given and not a right to be earned. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Live like this. Blessed are those who mourn. No qualifiers here. Whatever we are mourning, and certainly personal and corporate sins are high on the list, but we are lamenting evil in the world. It can be for anyone who is affected by COVID. It can be for the sin of racism, for the loss of loved ones, for the loss of income, for the loss of health. Whatever we are mourning, whatever our pain, God promises to comfort us. Our wounds will be bound in his endless love. Peace will be given to us. And we can share this peace with those who mourn. In fact, we are called to share the love and the peace of Christ. It is our calling Blessed are those who mourn, live like this. Blessed are the meek, the humble. I don't know about you, but I'm not always humble in my life. (laughs) Especially when I was stepping on the softball field so many years ago. I was far from humble. (laughs) But Billy Graham writes, before his conviction, Paul was not meek. His job was to persecute Christians. Yet Paul wrote to the church in Galatia, the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness, goodness, meekness. It is our human nature to be proud and self-assertive, not meek. Only the Spirit of God can transform our lives through the new birth experience and make us over in the image of Christ. He is our example of true meekness. Now, Billy Graham was speaking of our attitude before God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, that we come before God in humility, and for this we will receive the promise of the new earth, and our tears will be wiped away. Paul gives us hope that one who does great evil can be transformed. Nothing is impossible for God. This, to me, is so important for us today, that we don't give up on anyone. Recognize hate, anger, and evil, but pray out of humility that God will transform them into love, joy, and peace. Blessed are the meek. Live like this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, To have a longing for God's justice and truth. That's the justice of God, not the justice of humans. God's justice is born out of love, not out of a desire for revenge. We have to cling to that and live like that. Not our will, not our idea of justice, but what is God's truth? Love your neighbor and love your enemy. And we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we will be that match flame in the darkness. Pray for God to make things new. Like he did with Paul. From Saul to Paul. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Live like this. Blessed are the merciful. This is, and as you sow, so shall ye reap or do unto others as you would have done unto you way of life. Show compassion to others the same way you would want compassion shown to you. And God will give compassion to those who show compassion. Now there are reasons to be angry and to judge, no doubt, but it needs to be tempered with mercy and forgiveness. If we can't extend that to others, how should we expect God to send that to us? And yet God loves us unconditionally, but also asks us to do the same. And as impossible as that feels, and we know that sometimes it feels impossible, like scaling Mount Everest barefoot, impossible, we need help the help that Jesus can provide. I believe that there is a reason that blessing the poor in spirit is at the top of Jesus' list. It's a reminder that we always need help, that we can all be as Saul, who was transformed into Paul with the grace of Jesus Christ. Blessed are the merciful. Live like this. Blessed are the pure in heart. Jesus tells us from within, out of the heart of mankind, or humankind, proceed evil thoughts. Not very uplifting, is it? But from our hearts come our motives, our desires, our goals, our emotions. If our hearts aren't right, neither will be our actions. But God wants to give us a pure heart, and it starts when we turn to Christ in repentance and faith. If we submit to the Holy Spirit, we will be transformed, and we will continue to be transformed. And we have that promise of walking with God every day. And we need to get our heart right every day. And the power of prayer first thing in the morning is a great place to start. Turning off the TV and getting away from social media might be helpful as well. (laughs) Can I get an amen to that? (laughs) Amen. Blessed are the pure in heart live like this. Blessed are the peacemakers. We're to promote peace wherever we can. This is what Paul was talking about in Romans. Think about how big your sphere of influence pond is. And what do I mean by that? Who do you know? Who do you connect with in person or on that dreaded social media? Who is in your pond? Are you promoting peace? Are you a testimony of God's love? I watched the memorial services for George George Floyd in his home state. Number two of number three was a church full of people and his family promoting peace. They were calling for everyone to be unified, in working towards peace in this moment. I was in awe. When we are that kind of light, we truly deserve to be called children of God. We are reflecting the character of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We need to be agents of healing and togetherness wherever and whenever we can. Blessed are the peacemakers. Live like this. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. When we are persecuted for our faith, whether by verbal assault or physical, we have an opportunity to live out our faith in those moments. Living out and speaking God's truth has ever been called into question and found offensive. It's the nature of darkness to question the validity of the light. Throughout history, faith has come at a cost. Friendship, respect, a job, and the most costly of all, a life. There are people in countries around the world who are living that out, losing their lives for their faith. For those who do not waver, The kingdom of heaven is waiting for them. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Live like this. Because if we pray to be these blessings, to live out our lives as described by these blessings, we are living the light of Christ. He admonished us to be different, to not be of this world, to not be trapped by all the desires that the world has to offer not be trapped by the dark emotions that rage in this world. Don't use our voice for hate. Use it for love. Love those in the world, but don't be swayed by them. Seek peace, justice, and mercy with an attitude of humility. And right after Jesus gives us this blessed way of life in his sermon, he tells us we are salt and light In this world. Now, he had previously referred to himself as the light of the world, and now he is giving us the privilege of sharing in that calling. All of us. And as Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus, we were once living in a great darkness, but now we have the light of Christ in us. So live like it. Okay, that little bit was a paraphrase, but it's true nonetheless. We have the light, so live like it. Live out loud like it. Don't hide the light of Christ that is there to shine out of you. Live out loud by being humble, full of compassion, being an agent of peace. Living out loud and being humble sounds like an oxymoron in the making, doesn't it? Kind of like awfully good, bittersweet, friendly takeover. As Christ followers, let's make a friendly takeover of the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. But living out loud by being humble is really just asking for you to let your actions and your words identify you as a follower of Christ. And I read a quote that I realized was super succinct about this. Words without action is just an opinion. Think about that for a moment. Words without action is just an opinion. It is talking without walking. The prophet Isaiah gives us clues on how to live this light out loud, to be beatitude-living people because people living together in peace has been an issue since the beginning of time and he wrote if you do away with the yoke of oppression with the pointing finger and malicious talk and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed then your light will rise in the darkness sound familiar and your night will become like the noonday the lord will guide you always he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. God was speaking clearly through Isaiah to the Israel people of Israel. Loose the chains of injustice, set the oppressed free, share your food with the hungry, provide shelter and clothing to those in need. This is embracing our need for God and extending God's incredible compassion and mercy to others. It is longing for God's righteousness. It is bringing God's shalom. If we do this, our light will break forth like the dawn. We will be a flame in the darkness, pointing to the glory of God. We will be like a well watered garden. In other words, we will flourish and be beautiful. People will be drawn to us. We will be conspicuous. People tend to visit beautiful gardens. And another way to think about it, how many of you have played hide-and-seek in the dark? All right. I like the little ones back there. Yes, hide-and-seek in the dark. And you carry your flashlight, right, so that you can move around, but you turn it off when you don't want to be found. This is kind of like playing hide-and-seek with your flashlight on, so you'll always be found. As we think of living the beatitude life of being light in the darkness, in a spring whose waters never fail, I'm going to share a couple little cheat points with you. The poor in spirit is embracing our need for God. The mourner is experiencing God's comfort in our pain and extending it to others. The meek is choosing humble submissiveness over ambition and authority. The hungry for righteousness, longing for God to make all things new. The merciful, extending God's incredible compassion and mercy. The pure in heart, making our hearts fully God's in all we think, say, and do. The peacemaker, bringing healing, togetherness, and wholeness to our world. The persecuted, following Jesus no matter what the cost. Let this be your roadmap to following Jesus in the world. Mother Teresa says we don't all need to do great things, but we can all do small things with great love. So live the Beatitude life. Let the light of Christ be your light in the darkness. Share the light. Humbly live it out loud. Make ripples in your sphere of influence pond. And to coin an old phrase, be blessed to be a blessing. Let's live like this. Amen? Amen.